previously on Unscripted. Go back and listen to the episode of Apartment Stories if you haven't. If you want to get the full story, it's it's a wild ride, that one. <laughs> it was not Harriet. No, it wasn't her. Harriet, if you're listening, we never listened to your conversations. It was someone else. You're listening to Unscripted with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. Okay, Skip, so today we're going to talk about things you don't want to run out of, and I will explain what that means later. But before we get to that, I wanted to tell you about a bunch of movies that I watched in the past couple of months. Some are new and some are old, and some are good and some are bad. You've been watching a lot of movies, no? I, I was watching a lot of movies at one point, yes. Uh-huh. Um not going to give you a, an entire synopsis about each movie. I'll just give you a thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. So one is called 388 Arletta Avenue. Have you heard of this movie? It's not new. Never heard of it. It's with um, Mia Kirshner and Nick Stahl. I don't even know if you know who Nick Stahl is. I think I don't. <laughs> That's okay. It, it doesn't matter who's in the movie. It's actually a scary movie. It's about, first of all, it's shot and set in Toronto. It's about a guy who basically he's staking out this house. He sits in his car all day, every day, and he stakes out this house. And he finds out, you know, what time they leave the house, what time they come home. So he knows all their habits and he's able to break into the house and install cameras and microphones. And he basically spies on them. And I don't want to tell you anything else because I don't want to spoil it, but it's, it's a very well done movie actually. Oh, you gave it a thumbs up because scary is not your style. I mean, it's not scary like Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. It's scary like like this could actually yeah. happen in real life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tension. Yes. Another yeah. movie, also old, uh, The Kids Are All Right. That's the one with Annette Benning, Julianne Moore, and Mark Ruffalo. I've Was never it... seen that movie, but it's critically acclaimed, you know, one of these... Uh... Yeah. I well, mean, it's an yeah. interesting story. I'm not sure that I... Loved the ending, but that's all I'm going to say. Uh-huh. The next one, also an old movie. This is with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah, uh, yeah maybe, yeah. yeah. I actually did not like you. this movie. It's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, well, this is a very polarizing movie. This is Quentin Tarantino, right? I mean, that's the director. But I heard so much about this movie leading up to it, and then I watched it, and... Nothing really happens in the movie. This is the movie that, like, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But this is the movie that I have talked to people that have said, this is one of the greatest movies they've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I have talked to people that said, it's unwatchable, and I walked out of the movie theater. Like, that's the type of response that it has. It's, like, one way or the other way. So, Well, it's definitely not one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I wouldn't walk out of the theater because I want to see the end. And I did wait till the end. But... right. But I would have to be, if I had to pick one of the two, I would say it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. If, if you put That's if you put okay. a gun to my head. Right, okay. Uh, next one is called You People with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Eddie Murphy, and Jonah Hill. Um, it's relatively new. It's on Netflix, I think. It's it's not a good movie. I didn't like it. It's not good, okay. I, di- I didn't like it. Um, next one, actually, you and I talked about this, Emily the Criminal. That's with Aubrey Plaza. I really like this yeah. movie, actually. I watched the first minute and then I, I got sidetracked and I said, I'm going to watch it another time. And then I just haven't watched it yet. But is she good, Aubrey Plaza? Like, yes, I don't yes, know. Is she, she is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another one called Luckiest Girl Alive with Mila Kunis. It's it's good. I've seen that. It's I good. watched that movie. It's okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. That's a Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, another one called- That's the... a lot of movies, Josh. Oh, there's, this is a lot there's of movies. Three more. There's three more. These? I mean, this is over the course of like two months. Oh, okay. The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. I believe this is on Amazon Prime. Uh, the actors, you probably I've don't know. I've heard of it. I've heard of it, but I have not seen it, but it rings a bell. The actors yeah. you probably never heard of, Catherine Newton and Kyle Allen. It's good. I liked it. Um, the next one is actually a, a Larry David movie. It's called Clear History. It's actually an old movie. I'd never heard of it until a couple of months ago. It's basically a 90-minute version of Curb Your Enthusiasm, although sure. he doesn't play the same character that he plays in Curb Your right. Enthusiasm, but he plays a very similar character. So Anything with Larry David is going to be funny. Come on. I mean. Right. Right. And finally, yeah. last but not least, uh, the new romantic. The actress is Jessica Barden, who you probably never heard of. She plays um, a, a student who is a journalist or wants to be a journalist, and she's about to graduate, and she has all these all this student debt, and she doesn't know what to do, so she tries to find a sugar daddy, and she finds uh. one. That sounds like one of these Lifetime movies, you know? They are all these movies about, like, uh, the cheerleader escort and the deadly soccer mom. Like, this is one of these movies, no? Well, I haven't seen any of those, and no one dies in this movie, so it's not it's not okay. gruesome or anything like that. Okay, okay. So there's my it's list of movies. crazy you watched all this. So what we've been watching in our house is, you're going to be really happy, is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Great. Started from the beginning and we have caught up. Last night we finished season four. We're ready for season five, which is coming out on April 15th, my birthday. And um, pretty excited for season five. And I'm actually pretty excited because we'll do a podcast after we watch season five to sum up. I, I don't think we can sum up all of season one to four. We'll just have to stick to the newest season. Well, I don't even remember season one to four. I barely remember it because it's been a while I know, since I watched it. When you were it. here, when you were here at my house and I was talking to you, telling you that I was watching it, I was like, what about this? And what about this? And, and I, and I know the situation you were in, you're like, you watched it so long ago that everything that happened between season one and four, it's all jumbled up. So you, it's fresh in my mind. It was totally not fresh in your mind. You know, like, so, so that's pretty, pretty funny. I have a few questions for you about Marvelous Mrs. Basil, because the last time I spoke to you, You'd only seen the first two seasons and your yeah. your quote to me was season two was all over the place and you were hoping yeah, that season three would be better. So yeah. just give me your very brief assessment on season three and four, like one word answers. Well, season one's the best season, um, I think. Um, season two, like I said, was all over the place. Three kind of got a little bit better. Four started off horribly. Like, my wife was like, this is the worst. I don't even know why we're watching this. Like, honestly, like, three, four episodes in, we were like, this show's not even good. And then the last four really, really picked up. And, like, the, the I mean, I don't want to get into the whole story, but a lot of it has to do with Lenny Bruce, <laughs> who was a real person, but also a character in the show. Um, so four really, really picked up, picked up. And um, I think it's heading into, like, a really good place for season five. So, anyways, I... I would still recommend the show to anybody. It's on Amazon Prime. Everybody should watch it. It's fantastic. Overall, it's really very, very entertaining show. You know, I'm laughing out loud constantly in this show. It, it is hysterical, you know, so. And there aren't many shows it. that make me laugh out loud anymore. No, no, they're not. And and we have to mention about in the closing credits of every episode, there's always a great song. 
Yes, there is. And the the last in season four, they really like picked some good ones. Like uh, I was impressed. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you do have to watch the closing credits. I know a lot of people don't do that for most shows, but you do have to watch it. Okay, so you know what time it is now, Skip? It's time for the mailbag. Yes. <laughs> mailbag. We took an extra week off this week because of, uh, well, we, we dropped a 45-second episode to let people know that we were still alive. That took a lot of work, that episode. Yeah, we were preoccupied with March Madness, basically. Um, so we we didn't really have the energy, will, time to do uh, an episode. So we have an extra week here of mailbag. Um, our good friend uh, Derek from Montreal about our... Um, Dumb sports rules episode. Uh-huh. Good episode. The one dumb rule I would like to make your list is having the World Cup soccer matches decided by kicks. I mean, this is a point of contention for a lot of people, right? Of course, of course. Yeah. Another rule I find dumb is the one that forbids tennis players from being coached during a match. And this one seems to be strictly in force. I can't think of any other sports league that forbids players from receiving coaching tips during a game. This is a great point, by the way. A really, really great point. It is, although I think recently that rule has been changed. And I think maybe you are allowed to have coaching, but not in any of the four Grand Slam events. Don't quote me on this, but I think I heard that somewhere. Uh, Jason from Montreal. Totally agree with Josh on what the F is a balk. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Good one. He says, I also dislike the puck over the glass delay of game penalty in the NHL. I mean, I ha- I can do 45 minutes of that pen- of that rule if you want to talk about it one day, Jason, but I, I understand why it's there, but it, it is infuriating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Dan from North Carolina. Hey guys, great podcast as always. Just wanted to compliment Skip's football chain rule and the human factor with the ball position. And Josh's nose of football touchdown. I think we just follow what we saw in the World Cup, adding a sensor to the ball or even adding sensors to equipment, and we're done. So he's talking about your your thing about the what's a touchdown, not a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Put something in the like in, in soccer, they have this goal line technology, right? Right. They can able they can tell within seconds if the ball was fully over the line. Right. They should be able to do the same thing in the NFL. That's true. Um, Dan continues, it's it's going that way in all sports and keep up the great work. Thank you, Dan, for listening. I got like a fury of texts from Mark from Philadelphia over the last three weeks. All different topics. He did send me a whole string about the overtime loss point in the NHL, sort of uh, not refuting what we said, but expanding on it and criticizing a little bit. I, I can't read the text, uh, Josh, I can't. They're, they're, too, they're, too, they're too complicated and they have math and... Uh, anyways, I just want to say that thank you for texting me about that, Mark. It was interesting. We should, we should just send me. Why some... don't we just call him now and ask him to explain it? <laughs> we should. We should. Um, he sent me a couple of articles that pertain to other topics that we've talked about in the past, because he's been listening okay. since day one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, vinyl is now outselling CDs for the first time since 1987. I knew this, and I think it's been doing that for a couple of years now. Well, I mean, the article I have saying it's like the first time, but maybe it's been close or I don't know, but I think, uh, um, anyways, I'll... I think our buddy Alan Cross mentioned this on the ongoing history of new music. Yes, probably. Um, and then of course, you know, bad, bad, weird injuries, especially when baseball, 
I mean, Josh, you're you're watching the World Baseball. Well, you watched the World Baseball Classic. Yes, I know you did. Yes. Um, so he texted me about Edwin Diaz's injury, basically uh, celebrating his team's win, um, and then injuring his his knee and now or his knee or his ankle. I don't know. Um, and he's and out now for the he's year. Out for the season. Yeah, he's out for the season. So Mets fans who really thought that they were gonna this is their year because their owner spent uh, the GDP of a small country on his payroll this year. Um, <laughs> well, I get their closers gone now. And he, he was asking me, what was the name of the other player that also got injured, uh, celebrating that, uh, Kendry Morales yes. for the angels. He had just signed his huge free agent contract first game. I think he had a walk-off. I, I want to say it's a walk-off grand slam, but it was definitely a walk-off home run. Yes. Opening day for the angels. Oh, I, did, I don't know if it was plate. opening day. I don't know what day it was, but I do remember. No, it I happened. think it was opening day. It, well, I don't know for sure. Opening week because it was very, very early in the season, and then he was out for the whole season because he jumped up and down on home plate and slipped, and then yes, you know, yes, that was that. By the way, there, there, you know, speaking of celebrations and injuries, you know, when a hockey team wins a game and like they all pile on the goalie, yeah, like I'm surprised that the goalie doesn't get injured more often. Oh my God. When my son used to play hockey, there's what there's sometimes where they won in like playoff games or tournament games and overtime and they would all go jump on the goalie. I was always so nervous for the goalie. They would jump on him like he was crazy. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so about the dumbest rules in sports, I decided to ask chat GPT, what are the dumbest rules in sports? Okay, so is this is this gonna be a new segment on our on our show? We're gonna ask Chat GPT. This is great. I think it might be. Yeah, I think this could be a segment. <laughs> so so this is what Chad GPT says. As an AI language model, I do not hold opinions, but some people say, some people may consider the following rules in sports as dumb or unnecessary. In football, soccer, the offside rule can be confusing and subjective. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but. Uh-huh. Uh, in American football, the rule that a receiver must maintain possession of the ball throughout the entire catch process, even after hitting the ground, can be controversial and frustrating for players and fans alike. Right, Josh? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> in basketball, the one-and-one free throw rule, which allows a team to shoot a second free throw only if they make the first one, that's only in college basketball. I kind of like that I don't know why rule. that's in there. I kind of like that rule, yeah. In baseball, the designated hitter rule is sometimes criticized for taking away the strategy of having the pitcher bat and creating an uneven playing field between American and National League teams. So we had these. So Chad GTP agrees with us on many of the our things that we had. So we now, every episode, will do your list and my list and Chad GPT's list for every topic that we do. So we'll have we'll have three lists. I think that could be really fun. Yeah, that could be really fun. We'll be right back after this to talk about things you don't want to run out of. You're listening to Unscripted. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band are back on the road in 2023, and Setlist and Bruce will hit 1,000 episodes. I'm Jesse Jackson, and since 2015, I've been talking to Bruce Springsteen fans from around the world, allowing them to tell their stories about how Bruce's music has been a good companion on their life's journey. If you love music, if you love good stories, please check out Set Lusting Bruce and listen to the stories about music fandom from Bruce and other musicians. Remember, it's no sin to be glad you're alive. And now, back to Unscripted. So you you were here at my house last week. Amazing. We watched March Madness together for the first time in seems like forever. Right. Honestly. 
Um, and then we talked about what topic we're going to do this week. And you said, how about things you do not want to run out of? And I was like, okay, can you explain? <laughs> and, and I think I still, I have my list. So I think I still need explanation, even though my list is made, but maybe you can explain like what the parameters are and what you feel like this topic should be about. Okay. So there are so many things you can run out of in, in, you know, in your day-to-day -day life. Like you can run out of shampoo, you can run out of, uh -huh. I don't know mustard if you're having a smoked meat sandwich and, and that would be bad to run out of mustard at that moment. The, those two things, if you run out of them, they're not good, but they're not the end of the world. I'm talking about like, these are things that you need at that exact moment and you don't have it. You've run out of it for some reason or another, and you can't get any more of it at that moment. So you're screwed. And these are, these don't have to be things that you can touch. They just could be like, for example, if you're running a marathon and you run out of energy, that would suck. Okay. So energy could be there. Energy could be there. It, it didn't make my list, but it could be there. I got it. So, got it. so this is kind of very subjective. I, I don't know how far lists are going to be the same, different. I think we might have completely different ideas about how some of these things might go. Um, you're, you're right. Our list could be completely different, but I have to say that once you hear the things on my list, you're going to say... Oh my God, you're right. If I ran out of uh -huh. that, I'd be screwed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, obviously you, you chose this list, so you had some things in mind. I had some stuff that I thought of right away, and then I really had to think about it. This this is different kind of research than any of our other topics. Because most weeks when we do a topic, I Google whatever it is, and I get I don't I get ideas, right? Like uh -huh. the dumbest rules in sports. There's a lot of lists online that have these lists already, and I just... I kind of looked them over, did my own, you know, made my own, my own like, um, selections, opinions about it. But this is like, you can Google this. There's some lists, but it's, they're not really good. You know? I actually <laughs> didn't do any Googling. So I didn't, I just went off the top of my head. There's a couple of things about the list that I had trouble, you know, um, you know, made me have trouble narrowing things down because a lot of times when you're going to run out of these things that we're going to mention, it's due to your own personal laziness. Oh, 100% it is. This is, sorry, I'm glad you brought this up because all of this, everything on my list can easily be avoided and you you could right. go through an entire life without running out of these things if you're just, right. if you have half a brain. Right, right. But I mean, there's some situations here that, I mean, there's things on my list that like these situations have happened. So obviously I didn't have half a brain in those situations. Right. I know. I I know some people that these things have happened to. Mm -hmm. In fact, and, and then there's fact, something else them, like one of them. It happened to a good friend of ours twice. Oh well, let's. Well, I can't wait to hear these. So uh, there's also there's some stuff that I kind of did not include on purpose, which is like you don't want to run out of breath. Like, I mean, of course you don't want about to run out of breath. You'd be dead. So. So, but you, like, but the I, things, I didn't want to go things, that, that one, far. That one you can't really do anything about. All of mine on my list, you could Got do it. something about them. Right. Got this it. One, okay, that well, one, you look, can't do anything about it. I can't wait to hear your list. I really can't wait to hear. So let's get started. Number five. First thing on my list is ink in your printer. I mean, how many times have you needed to print something and then you realize, oh, shit, I don't have any ink in my printer. I don't have time to go get ink. I'm screwed. Now, all the millennials are listening and they're saying, 
who the hell prints anything? Why do you even have a printer? You'd be surprised. My wife is a teacher. She prints a ton of stuff. My kids are both college students. You'd think everything is online. Every now and then they have to print something. And it's like, I'm so scared. I, I have extra ink now. Like I have a backup ink because I'm so worried sometimes that they're going to run out and need to print something and they're not going to be able to. Um, but that that's good. That's good. That's yeah, there good you one. go. I mean, it's it's only number five on my list, but it's important. So number five on my list, you're going to say it's similar to like mustard on your smoked meat sandwich. You know, it's not the end of the world, but kind of could really ruin your day. You know? I can't wait to hear this. So you come downstairs, wake up. Oh, I think asleep, I know where you're going with this. And you've run out of coffee coffee or coffee pods or whatever however you make your coffee now it's it would be it's pretty difficult to run out because i got a million of these coffee pods you know like if i used up my last coffee pod the day before i would know that i'm out but i still you know still putting this on the list like if you wake up and you can't have your morning coffee that could be a problem like it's happened where i've been like traveling Right. And nor, uh, you know, a little bit about my work, but it's sort of like event based. So we, we rent out like hotel ballrooms and spaces and stuff. And, and we have hotel catering a lot of the times. Right. So I come out of my room and I go downstairs into the meeting room where we're going to have our stuff. And there's a breakfast all laid out and somehow there's no coffee. I start to panic. <laughs> I'm panicking. You know, what do you mean there's no coffee? And then, of course, the hotel comes and like they bring a bunch of coffee, you know, and everything's fine. But just for that few minutes, it's like a bit nervous time. Totally. I totally get it. Number four. Picture this situation. You know, you're, you're not at home. You're not in your car. You're, you're maybe on the subway. I know you don't take the subway, but I do. Or you could just be out for a walk. Or you could be, let's say, at, oh, you know, I went to... um I went to Oceaga, for example. So I'm at a concert and it's basically in the middle of nowhere and your battery on your phone dies. Yeah. You run out of battery power. There's nothing worse than that and you can't do anything about it at that moment. I don't think I've ever run out of battery on my phone. I'm very, very stressed about it. So I'm always like full charging it before. I'm like super prepared and my kids, like it's so, it's infuriating, you know? They're like, well, I'm like, why didn't you text me back? My phone's dead. My phone died. <laughs> or I get a text from one of my kids. I get a text from one, another number, you know, and it's like, hi, uh, my phone died. I'm using, I'm using my friend's phone. This is their number. Well, I'm going to be home at a certain time. Like, how does your phone die? Like, come on, come on. That's because you're an adult and they're not. Actually, you're they right. are. Your kids are adults. They are adults. That's even worse. All right. Number four for me. This is a great list. This is going to be so much fun, honestly. You you were very skeptical about this topic. Yeah. Uh, number four for me, I mean, this is something that has not happened to me for 30, over 30 years, but I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened to anybody who ever did a final exam in school or a standardized test or anything like this. You do not want to run out of time. That's true. Right? When you're doing a test at school, 
or maybe sometimes it could be work related if you have a special task at work that you need to complete by a specific by a specific day you know like you just run out of time now is this avoidable could you have planned better i mean maybe for a test you could have studied more and maybe you would have known the answers you wouldn't have run out of time but i mean anyways yeah running out of time so what i had for number four number three next for me and I'm, again i'm going to set the situation <laughs> you're driving it's winter it's snowing it's slushy you need to clean your windshield but you've run out of windshield washer fluid and you're like on the middle of the highway and there's no gas station in sight and you're screwed because you don't have windshield washer fluid oh my god josh that is such a freaking good one anybody who lives in like winter time it's not really so much in winter there's just like the perfect conditions there's whatever the conditions are it's slightly melty there's a lot of crud on the streets and you, there's those days where you need to use your windshield washer every minute every one or two minutes you need to like spray and you know you're gonna run out of, like <laughs> i've been in situations where i've been in the car i had to like pull over grab some snow off the side of the road throw it onto the window so it will melt so, so i could clean it one more time oh my god we i mean have you ever been in that situation of course you, i I'm think sure i have, have been in that situation and by the way thanks to you i think it was you who told me about this many many years ago i have this thing in my trunk it's called a jug tub and it's yeah. basically a little holder for another bottle of windshield washer fluid and because you put it in this this little jug tub it doesn't move around it doesn't move yeah. around it's brilliant yeah it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It really is. Do you have these gas stations in Toronto where next to the gas station, there's another dispenser of windshield washer fluid with a, with like a hose and you could just squirt it right into the, you could squirt it right into your, your windshield washer fluid in your car. You pay per milliliter or something, I think. I mean, like, that's a, a brilliant per... idea. I've never seen it. The only thing I've seen is those squeegees at the gas station, but those do such a terrible job. Like, you know. I saw it at one gas station. I ha like the gas stations near me do not have that, but I mean, I saw it on the gas station of uh, the shell at the corner of the carry, uh, like across from orange julep. All you know our listeners about? in the United States have no clue what you're talking about right now, <laughs> but that gas station had this windshield washer fluid dispenser. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? This is really cool. That is Anyways. really cool. Yeah. So number three for me, also car related. <laughs> you do not want to run out of gas. Like, have you ever run out of gas? I never have. But I came close really once. Number two. So actually, that's number two for me. So so we can talk about it oh. at the same time. This is the one that a friend of ours, who you know, who shall remain nameless, has run out of this twice. So yes, you don't want to run out of gas. You know, sometimes we all try to be like Kramer, and we try to we try to take take it farthest to the left of the slash as possible see how i used to see how far i could get on one tank of gas you know with when it's already empty can you still go my kids are stressed you know like they start the, the, like uh my son my daughter's about to take the car to work she's like there's only two bars left now it's like digital you know like, like there's only two bars left is that enough gas for me to go to work and back i'm like you can go to you can go to work and back 10 times with those two bars she's like really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't tell her that you should put the fear of I god know. in her because then I she's going to do the same thing with the car that she does with her phone but how it must be so hard to run out of gas in 2023 isn't it really hard to run out of gas like i mean like sometimes when i'm driving to montreal and i'm on the 401 and yeah. the tank is getting low and if i'm not anywhere near a gas station it's never happened to me but it, it could one time we were driving home from ottawa with a friend of ours 
Oh, there's no gas stations in Ottawa, by the way. Yeah. We were driving. No, no, from really, Ottawa. there are no gas stations in Ottawa. The few <laughs> times I've ever been to Ottawa and I've wanted to get gas, I can never find a gas station. So we were driving home and it was really late. It was like two o'clock in the morning, right? And he's like, we're, we're going to run out of gas. I wasn't driving. He was driving. Who shall remain nameless? And he was like, we're going to run out of gas. I'm like, well, why didn't we fill up before? You know, like, you know, like, and then he's like, no, we're going to run out of gas. I'm like, okay. So then he's getting stressed and we're getting stressed. And the thing is, it's really in the middle of the night. So if you get off on these exits between Montreal and Ottawa, you're in these country roads. There's no gas stations there. And if they are, they're like, they're not like with automated and, and, you know, uh, pay at the pump and all this. This is already more than, this is probably like 15 years ago, right? So, so anyway, somehow we got off somewhere. We drove down the road and there was a gas station where we could, you know, self-serve and all this. And he was so relieved. But like you said, like we said at the beginning, like these are avoidable situations. We rarely get PG-13 or or maybe, you know, 18 plus on this show. Uh-huh. I think you know where I'm going. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, I feel like weird setting the scene, but like, I guess you, you never really want to run out of condoms. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a good you one. You know, when you, when you're in the moment, you know, and, and you need one and it's not there, you have a decision to make. Right. And you can't, and you, it's not like you can go out and get one at that point. No, you're, it's too late. You got to either. You're screwed, but in the wrong way. You're screwed but in the wrong way. Exactly. That's the classic right there. That's the classic right there. Has that ever happened to you? You don't have to answer. No, that hasn't happened to me. Number one. All right. We're we're at number one. I think we have the same number one. Is it possible? It's possible. Number one for it has me. To be. Number one for me is toilet paper. Same thing for me. Yeah. I mean, so again, if you need it at that moment, whether you're at home or even worse, if you're at a public bathroom, which I hate going to uh-huh. public bathrooms, but if you're at one yeah. and there's no toilet paper there, now that one, that's not your fault. That's the the restaurant's fault or the establishment that you're in. It's their fault. But if you've run out of it, you are absolutely screwed. You can ask, again, Seinfeld, you can ask someone to spare a square. What if there's no one <laughs> else there to ask? I know. I don't know. I've never been in that situation in a in a, in a a restaurant or a public place. Maybe I have been in places where they don't have, and I've had to go to the next stall. But I kind of noticed it before. I, you know, before, before. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so my number one is also toilet paper because like, like you said, in the lead up to the explanation of this topic, like when you need it at that moment, you need it at that moment. And, and like, what are you going to do if you don't have it? There's like a, I don't want to get too graphic, but you got a big problem on your hands, you know, like, what are you like? That's yeah, that's no good. No good. at You all. know, the other interesting thing is you remember when the pandemic first started in 2020, everyone oh, was going to the God. grocery store and hoarding up on all kinds of things. One of the things yeah. that everyone was hoarding up on was toilet was- paper. It was the, honestly the dumbest thing, that toilet paper thing, because even it's all because of panic, right? Because even in our own house, my wife's like, oh my God, we got to get, we're at the store. She goes, they have toilet paper. Let's get an extra one. Let's get an extra 16 rolls. I'm like, we already have, we don't need, you know, we don't need, she goes, in case we run out, we don't want to, we don't want to run out. Like, okay. But like, honestly, like, yes, there were some stores that didn't have, but the some stores that didn't have is because lunatics went and bought them all. You know, 
it's not like there was a shortage in factories and distribution, you know, like there was toilet paper readily available pretty much everywhere. But lunatics, like I said, went and bought them all, you know, so it's, it was really kind of a a weird time we lived in back then in uh, March 2020. A little uh, public service announcement to everyone out there listening. If you ever run out of toilet paper and the store doesn't uh-huh. have toilet paper, just go to uh-huh. my dad's storage closet at his building where he lives <laughs> and he's got... <laughs> rolls and rolls and rolls of toilet paper. Okay, so we know your dad's not running out, right? He is never running out of toilet paper. I love it. I love it. Did you have like some honorable mentions or I have or one honorable that... mention. Yeah, and okay. this and this applies to me more than you. Okay. Running out of Montreal bagels. Living oh, in Toronto is a terrible yeah. thing. Because I can't just go get more Montreal bagels. So you found out about that Montreal smoke meat place in Toronto. Like, is there no place that has Montreal bagels, or they say they do, but they're really not? Is so that the problem? they're actually Metro Grocery Store in Toronto does have actual, real Montreal bagels. They do. However, yeah. by the time they get here, they're already, I think, a day old. So by the time you buy them, they're at least a day old, assuming you get them right when they arrive at the store. So they're not great. The other thing that I, on my honorable mentions is similar to your coffee. When you wake up in the morning, you go downstairs. So if I wake up in the morning and go to my fridge and I have Montreal bagels, but I don't have cream cheese, that's a problem. Would you ever use margarine or butter? Uh, not margarine. I've used butter because I've been, you know, I haven't had a choice. So yes, I've used butter. Uh-huh. Got it. So some other things that I considered is like, you don't want to run out of clean clothes. Clean underwear. Good one. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Um, you don't want to run out of deodorant. That's true. It's, hap- it's happened to me that I'm scraping like the, uh, the bottom, bottom of like my roll on, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's happened to everybody. Um, and then the other one that I mean really could be number one on everyone's list. I just didn't put it because it seemed like, I don't want to say too obvious, but like you don't want to run out of money, but like, it's kind of like, how do you define that? You know, like you don't have many money at that moment. Well, no one carries money. You don't have your debit card or a credit card. You don't have money in your account. These are different situations. Like if you don't have money in your account, well, yeah, you have problems, but like, you know, but, 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 uh, so anyways, I just wrote it down, but I really didn't feel like I could include it in the list. It didn't seem fair. That makes perfect sense. Pardon the pun. We'll be right back with some final thoughts. You're listening to Unscripted. Do you know John Hyatt's songs? Maybe you know them from being covered by Roseanne Cash, Three Dog Night, The Neville Brothers, Emmylou Harris, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Jeff Healy, Bonnie Raitt, or literally hundreds of others. Maybe you have some of his albums on your shelf or in your cow-horned Cadillac right now. I'm Jesse Jackson. And I'm Sylvan Groff. And we're going to dive in from A to Z. Join us on the Perfectly Good Podcast. We're going to discuss all of your favorites and uncover some forgotten gems. From Aces Up Your Sleeve to Zero House. Rate and debate every John Hyatt song on the Perfectly Good Podcast. Have Have a a little faith. faith. Unscripted with Skip and Josh is available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. 
To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter and go to Facebook to like the show page. And now, some final thoughts from the guys. I want to tell everybody about my March Madness bracket. Okay, let's hear it. You already told me, it's been, but I want to hear. Look, today is March 25th. By the time this, maybe I shouldn't even include this because by the time this podcast drops, though everything could change. You so, could be eliminated by the time, yes, uh, people listen you to know, this. By, we record on Saturday, but by the time this, this episode is posted on Tuesday, everything could change. But currently in second place in my bracket with a very, very strong chance of overtaking the guy who's in first, me and Josh did all the math. Josh, Josh did all the math for me this morning, believe it or not. I like math. I majored in math for a semester. There's some good money at stake. Um, and it's been, I feel like it's just been forever since I've been in a, since I filled in a bracket that I actually got so many games right. I don't even know how I did it. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> like, honestly, I didn't, I put the same amount of thought this year as I do every other year. Although, you know, you did point out the thing I did different year this year is I didn't pick Duke to win the whole thing. So maybe I should have been doing that all along that I might have been competitive all You should have been doing that all years. along, yes. I will, say, so I, will say, I will say this about my bracket. So I can't win my bracket, but in my final four, I have none of the number one seeds. And this year, there will not be a number one seed in the final four for the first time, I think, in, I don't know, 25 years, maybe ever. I don't know. They're all out. Two of them lost last night. Right. So I was right to not pick any of the number one seeds, yet somehow I'm not going to win. What team did you have winning the whole thing? I had Duke winning it all. Oh, brother. It's funny. I normally don't do that, and I did that. I mean, look, I love this year's Duke team. Don't get me wrong. I really had an affection for them. They came on strong at the end. They won the ACC tournament. They they yeah, they, they were starting to show their potential. But, like, there was no way in my mind that I thought this team could win it all. Like, it just didn't seem, doesn't not didn't compute, you know, in my head. Like, I, I just didn't see it happening. You know, I have to say, I rewatched the last game where Duke got eliminated by Tennessee, and Ugh. Tennessee was basically the Broad Street bullies in that game. They were. It they was were. Un they it were. was unreal the stuff that they were getting away with. And of course, I'm a Duke fan saying this, and other people will just say I'm a whiny Duke fan, which is fine. You can say that, but like there was stuff that happened, and then the next Tennessee game, they were doing the same thing to Florida Atlantic, and they didn't get away with it. But the the difference is between the two games is. They were bullying Duke with ridiculous, like ultra aggressive, like you say, like they were like the the, the you know the the bad boy Pistons teams, you know, just 100%, throwing their yeah. bodies around. Yeah. The difference is against Duke, they hit a bunch of threes. Yes, they were playing like lights out. They were having the games of their lives. Right. right. And then that shooting that they had ran out in the next game, and they still tried to to you know goon it up basically but it, they they blew it you know they they couldn't they couldn't didn't have the the offense to, to carry them you know and by the way i'm very very happy that alabama got eliminated last night i'm so happy about that i think the whole country's happy everybody that follows college basketball is happy they did not deserve to win i'm happy that if they would have won it would been like it would have felt so wrong if they would win it would feel wrong you know I mean, I don't know if you want to tell anybody, everybody, why we're saying that. People no, that I, I think know, if you know why, you know why. And also, in addition to like not liking the basketball team, you know, I don't like the Alabama football team either. So, and the Alabama basketball coach Nate Oates once said something derogatory or negative about Coach K, and ever since then, uh -huh. I just don't like him or their team. 
So that, yeah, that's our little college basketball recap. We haven't talked about, you know, it's funny, the evolution of the show, of this podcast, Josh, thought about it this morning. Anybody who's listened for a long, long time knows it was like a weekly sports show. We would talk about sports every week. And then during the pandemic, we switched because there was no more sports. And now we talk about things you don't want to run out of, which is actually much more fun, right? It is, um, yes. Yeah. But like the when we were doing the sports podcast, March Madness was so important to us. <laughs> like we had special guests on. We had a bracket challenge that we asked listeners to enter. You know, we there's one year where we had like three guests on. I was editing the episode from my hotel room in Orlando. I was on a business trip and I was up till two o'clock in the morning editing it. It was like so much. It was so it was like just a totally different. I feel like it's a different world. And now, yes, we talked about March Madness today and we talk about Duke a little bit here and there. But um, it's it's amazing, like how important it was to the show. And now we're doing it in the final thoughts. <laughs> You, you didn't mention also when we did our bracket challenge, we gave away some excellent prizes to the winners. Yeah, we did. We, I went, I bought, we bought prizes and you awarded them in person. No. Right. And you, you went, you splurged, you went to the dollar store and you bought like mm -hmm. these really expensive $1 prizes. It was great. <laughs> they were so cute. The little baskets. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. Well, things you don't want to run out of. I had a fun time talking about that stuff today. I can't wait to hear the listener mail because this this has a lot of potential for some good listener mail for things you don't want to run out of. It certainly it's does. Kind of, it's kind of topic where people might, if you talk to different people, you get total different, like, I don't want to say point of view, but just a different perspective on things. Like, people may consider things that we didn't even think about, you know? So, uh, looking forward to hearing from listeners about this topic, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week.